I think what drives a lot of this retail pricing um, and retail hoarding that we see and just everything right now is third-party grading. And everybody wants PSA 10s. The market moves so quickly, though, I'm getting ready to send an order out this morning. But I just I wonder if we will if we will ever enter what I saw referred to as a junk gem era (laughs) where we have a glut of thousands and thousands of these PSA 10s of players uh, that don't ultimately pan out. And I think about there's probably people who still have Vladdy and Pete Alonzo cards sitting at PSA back at SGC waiting to be graded. Nobody's really collecting them anymore, I don't think. Everybody's moved on to something else. And next year, it'll be a new crop. And the guys this year will fall by the wayside. Kyle Lewis and who knows with Robert, if he's going to pan out, Wander Franco, who knows? So I just wonder if we're ever going to hit a tipping point where there is such an oversupply of PSA 10s, even PSA 9s of these modern cards that it, it is a tipping point where it goes back to some sense of normalcy because there's just so many People are sitting on stacks of dozens, hundreds of these. They can't move them. I just kind of wondered what everybody thinks about that. Well, I want to get Dr. Becker's opinion on uh, this uh, after I just throw my two cents in real quick. But I do think it has – I don't – we're obviously going to have – there's going to be players that don't pan out, and a lot of people are going to have slaps. There's going to be a ton of slaps that aren't worth much. But that, that to me is no different than if they weren't slapped, big deal. It, it's the same thing if you look at it that way. But I think the only way that would happen would be if people left the hobby. Right now the hobby's growing. And, and it seems to continue to be growing, but it's going to have it up, its ups and downs. But I, I don't know if we necessarily get into a junk slab era. I do think people are going a little overboard with some of the things they are grading. I would like to see some, some people fall back on some of the like seventh year, whoever, like Raphael Devier's when he's seventh year, seven years in, seven year base cards. But beyond that, um, I don't really see it happening unless a lot of this new money or whatever you want to call it decides to leave the hobby. But I thought, Rebecca, you've seen a lot of the ups and downs and through the junk air, the, the, overprodu- the overproduced air and everything. What do you think about Kevin's question? It's a great question. Thanks for calling in, man. Kevin, a good point. Basically, again, there's so many alternatives in the industry. You'd think that a PSA 10 or BGS 9.5 or even a 10 or even a black label, if it's a player that's not widely collected, then you've, you've got a nice case. But if demand is not there, yeah, what I think is going to happen, though, Kevin, because I do think you're, you're, you put your finger on something, it's going to change the strategies that the savvy collectors employ with respect to their grading submissions. Yeah. Even now, and even in the last few months, you've seen a migration toward uh, more sure things. If you're going to submit a, a, a player that hasn't done anything in a speculative uh, grading submission, if that if it would come back in a week, you, you could sell it in a week. But if it comes back in six months, you're rolling the dice. Number one, that you're going to get a good grade, that you're going to get the grade you want. And number two, that the player's still going to be hot. And so I think there's been a you know movement in the last few months toward getting selling and grading these more sure thing veteran players in basketball. It's always going to be the super hot rookies, but that next tier of speculative rookies, you've brought in a dynamic that says even getting it graded, it may not be something yeah. you'd want to grade in six months. No, uh, as someone that card, runs, you know, does this as a business, that's something, Dr. Rebecca, exactly. I have completely changed my thought process and what I'm looking at when I'm submitting because of the delay and because of what you just said. I've had to change it completely. Yeah, I probably will not do any grading for a while. I love grading. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in John's train of thought as far as grading goes. But the problem is that if, if I submit a card now, even if I drive a card to down the street to work or from work, it's still I'm on month seven 
of that card still being in process. I can't even see it to see what the process is right now. It just got accepted last month. So, yeah, yeah, okay, special, whatever. But you're still talking about seven months. And the only reason why I'm even optimistic to that is because of who it's Kobe. If if I were to take a a Robert, why would you even think about putting a Robert out when what's going to happen in the offseason when the offseason is almost there? It just... As a bit from a business standpoint, the ROI is not there yet. And if we get shorter times, sure. But if we don't, now it's like on the collecting side, sure. I'll, I've got two PSA Pete Alonzo's over here. I got a PSA nine Troy Aikman. Uh, I'm out hunting for a couple of other PSA nine and tens because I still have that allure from 1988, 89, 90 of the perfect card. And I know they're not perfect now because of all the scandals going on, but I still have that childhood allure of the, the perfect card. This is a perfect whatever. And yes, I know it's false. And yes, I know it's not. But still, it's that boyhood experience of having the perfect. And maybe that's the reason why is coming back to that 1980 and 19 or 1990s, 1989, whatever feel of having, oh, I got a PSA 10. Woo! And now you're sitting here and yeah, you've got a PSA 10, but there's 50,000 of them. So I, I I don't know, but from so, a business standpoint, I'm not I'm probably not going to do it for a while. So Kevin, yeah, I got a, just like a parting thought, on, and I think sure. that, you know Texas Card did hit on on what I was referring to is that it's it, it can ultimately lose its uniqueness. What I'd always thought when I saw the grading really taking over about 15 years ago, I always thought it was for high end vintage is what I always thought grading was for, and so I always think the 50s and 60s primarily. Uh, high-end vintage cards. And I would look at my old vintage cards and be like, wow, mine are pretty shabby you know, compared to what I'm seeing graded here. And that's what I always thought grading was, is, is for high-end vintage. But now, I mean, everybody's sending everything in and I feel like it can lose its um, a luster, particularly what I'm thinking is on ultra-modern stuff. I believe everything going back 20 years and further, and eventually these will be old too, but there's just so much of it coming out that it's just not unique is what I feel like. And again, the players are so fly by night right now with the prospecting that it's just, I feel like there's going to be people with stacks of stuff that they just can't ultimately move. I think of a Pete Alonzo or somebody like that, but anyway, I just, yeah, I just want to throw that out. I appreciate everybody jumping in and, and the feedback on that. 